Hello. 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 Hello, everybody. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Off Brand Podcast. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Courtney. We're Dandelion Branding together. Yeah. We're a marketing agency for sustainable brands. We also have this podcast. Yeah, where we mostly don't talk about digital marketing, um, except for sometimes when it's really important. Um, Yep. We then, and if you like, if you want to learn about digital marketing, though, you should check us out on YouTube where Courtney posts regular awesome videos about various digital marketing worlds, especially for sustainable brands, which we work with. A lot that is true. Yes. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah. And Super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, then uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining in. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. So once a month or something, we um, do a book review. So this one's a little bit different. We often talk about like mindset stuff. We're going to start having guests on the podcast next month. Maybe start talking a little bit more about like sustainability and current affairs world. That sounds like fun for us to do. Um, one of the things that we started doing, I don't know, court like five months ago, is it six months ago or something? Um, we started doing book podcasts and that's like this one. Now we're going to talk about a book. Yes. Yeah. I think this is maybe five or uh, perhaps six. Gosh, I don't know. I've <laughs> really been doing this for six months. I don't know. That seems crazy, but it's entirely possible. Um, time is weird. Time is weird. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> time is weird. And um, yeah, this in this particular episode, we are going to be talking about... Uh, how to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yes. The classic. Yeah. I think that it, I think you're not about this book. This is like the the first like OG self help book. It is, and that is that is the only reason why I'm about this book because <laughs> it's it it is it has it paved the way. Um, but this was my first time ever reading it. Or, or, or we, we listen to, to the books um, that, we, that we cover. So the audiobook was nice, but um, yeah, yeah, I think that it was, it was funny listening to it because I'm I, like, I'm just like, oh, so this is where all the other self-helpy kind of self-improvement books came from. Yeah. This, this yeah, is you this can is see this book a lot in one. <laughs> this is every every other self-help thing I've ever read now just in this book. Um so it's funny to say that it felt like I've heard it all before, but I had, but that's because everyone's fucking copied Dale Carnegie. <laughs> right. Yeah, so so it is cool thinking about it as like this is crazy that this was the first book of its kind. Um, but yeah, 
but yeah, it's kind of a weird mindset you have to be in because in a lot of ways it feels really basic. Yes. Um, but, but the fact of it is, it is really basic and how to win friends and influence people is really basic. It's really like, I mean, the book itself, but also just doing it. There are so many interactions that I've had even now where I'm like, oh, I could have done a better job or like I could have smiled when I said that or, you know, he he talks a lot about smiling and remembering people's names and and giving praise first. Um, he has a ton of anecdotal stuff in here where to show how things work and what doesn't work. And even though it's so basic and it's so like, just do this, just do that. Some of this shit is hard for me. And I guess that's why these books continue to be made, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that putting it into practice is a whole other thing. Um, right. And, and, it, Though there are a lot of anecdotal stories, there are some that just kind of are still are still quite challenging to do. Like, um, but it was interesting over the course of reading or like, you know, reading or listening to this book over the past several weeks. Um, I definitely like did make more of an effort to like look at people's names tags if I was interacting with them and yeah. like if there was a way for me to work in their name into the conversation I tried. And, um, yeah. and so like, I think that that was cool to just kind of be conscious of how you're interacting with people more. And, um, and, and those, and because it was so like simplistic, it was, it actually made it quite actionable in some mm -hmm. ways, like, I guess, yeah, particularly about like knowing their name or um, just kind of, being a more engaged listener, I guess, or just a yep. more thoughtful listener. Um, yeah. But yeah. there are some of these, some of the, some of them that are just like really, I find really challenging, like talking about other people's interests. Yeah. I don't really know how to do that. <laughs> I know. And he like tells you how to do it. It gives you all these anecdotes, but it's still like, I don't really get it. Yeah, I'm like, in theory, it all sounds so simple. Right. Um, yeah, figuring out what somebody else cares about has, it's literally part of our job, but somehow it's, it's, a, it's a big part of our job, but it's actually really challenging. And it's really challenging for, I think, a lot of people. And really challenging for business owners because we care about the thing we care about. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like we care about sustainability. We care about the product we make. We care about the thing we do, but it's really difficult to like turn that off and care about something else for a minute. Without seeming fake. Without, yeah. yeah. Genuine. Yeah. Being, I can care about somebody else's interest, but it's a little hard to do it genuinely. And sometimes I've found, and this is, there's like, 
with this book, because it's so old and because it's so often quoted and taken from, it seems like people have been so disingenuous with praise that now even when you offer genuine care or genuine interest, people are people don't know how to accept it or like don't believe that you're being honest because because so many people have like taken this to heart and said shitty like not true things you know people yeah you're just trying to get something from me absolutely yeah that was actually one of the notes that I had written down is that like social media has jaded us to I wrote social media has jaded us to authenticity and genuine niceness like 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 you don't know if someone's coming to you you don't know what their intentions are and I think that because these techniques are yeah they're now it's so widespread people know how to like get on someone's good side that shitty people use that to their advantage and right. then it makes it a lot harder to actually make genuine connections with people online yes um and and so much of this was like really a, an interesting reminder of like how weird this year has been not like we needed a goddamn reminder for how weird this year has been but it's like yeah. you know just the point of like smiling you're like you you can't like you don't have that same connect you know you don't have that right. same connect with people and like zoom is how people are connecting with groups and like right that's just it like it's it's not the same as going to an event and mingling with people and if you can smile with someone across the room and then yeah pick up a conversation or something um the world is also a lot bigger I think I'm thinking about living in Oakland have I used this anecdotal this story um that I have a friend who lives in Colorado. You know the story. His name is Derek, and he's a wonderful human, and I love him very much. Um, he came to visit me when I lived in Oakland, and um, he lives in a really small town in Colorado. And we were walking down the road in Oakland. I was just kind of showing him my area, and he smiled and waved at every single person that walked by. You've met Derek, yes. Like yeah, very sweet. that's it was very sweet but he in every single hey how's it going how are you today nice to see it like just every he's just the happiest motherfucker and the nicest hello person he's it's very midwestern but also in a small town in colorado like you'll probably see them again in 10 minutes or wherever in oakland california you don't really do that and in these like metropolitan areas you don't really have relationships like that especially not right now with all the like stress happening yeah I I imagine because now I'm once again living in a small town and you smile and say good morning to every person you meet like when I go walk the dog you say good morning I do see the same people and I do see them like on the walk at the same time every day and I see them like and then later at the grocery store and so now some of these principles 
again are making sense of like smiling at people, remembering things about certain people that you meet. Mm-hmm. I haven't really figured out the names yet. I still don't quite know the names of all my neighbors and that's my own fault because I never learned them. It's hard. It's hard when they're speaking in Dutch really fast to figure out what's a name. Yeah. All the words sound foreign. So Yeah. It's just a, like which one of those thing, words in that sentence was your <laughs> name? <Was a> name. <laughs> yeah. Especially when the names are things that like don't to us sound like names really work yeah Yeah. like my um my brother-in-law just had kid and his name is tone um which is impossible for most americans to actually say my brother could say it my brother could say it that doesn't count because he lived in europe for almost a year okay so but most americans say that as tune and there's lots and lots of like words and names that sound like that so how like would you have known that that was a name probably not no not a single bit (laughs) no um yeah that's that's a lot harder definitely when there's a language barrier I think to to start a relationship and like chat with people yeah, but I'm finding this, I found this book to be helpful for that. There's really like, like in my life, there's not a whole lot of people that I interact with that aren't like, like, like I don't really go anywhere that isn't like a customer service kind of experience. Like, like the only place that I kind of tried to utilize this was I got, I went to the car dealership because I got my car serviced. And uh, that was like the only people that I spoke to. <laughs> I don't really like, like, I don't, yeah. I mean, people are not, this is not like a community of people. I live in Oxnard, California, Southern California. It's not um, a place where you chat with your neighbors. I don't, I've never seen many of my neighbors. Um, you should go introduce yourself. Um <clears throat> I like I met one when we first moved in and he and then it was just sort of like um it was as if I was the weirdo for being like hi I'm your new neighbor (laughs) Um, you should ring every doorbell and stand there oh cool see but that's the thing I don't want to yeah I know but you should do it well what Tom's dad made us do it What's the benefit though? Really? Then when you, you see your neighbors and you just say hi, and then it's like, hi. I'll wave to them anyways. Like I'll, you know, or the head nod. That's, that's cool. That's what we Yeah, do that's here. the same thing. The head nod. Um, but yeah, I don't really have an interest in getting to know them particularly. And maybe that's also kind of the thing I think that is different about our time versus when this book came around is that like people just aren't as interested in meeting people or it's like you kind of feel like you're you know you if you have your friends you've got your friends and that's it and you're done and um this yeah the book it feels helpful for I guess when when interacting with people in like a business setting really only um 
I'm finding that it's also helpful. Yeah, it's helpful um, with how to approach clients. Yeah. Thinking about what they are interested in first, giving praise before saying, doing, you know, uh, before giving other more difficult news. Yeah. Um, but also, and maybe this is, maybe this is just a little different for me, but I, I have to make a lot of new friends right now. I have to meet a lot of new people because I don't really know very many people. So I'm meeting so many new people to like have a real network here and like say hi and whatever. Um, and this is, this book has been helpful uh, for me to be able to kind of take a step back um, and think about like, I don't know, what would this person be interested in hearing and, and what kind of like story is, might be interesting to share with this person to like create a, a connection and talk about what we have, what we like that's similar or something that, that they like. Um, hmm. And I, I think that's been, that's yielded, I guess, more results in terms of being friends with some of Tom's friends than some of the ways that I've like approached his friends in the past, which is along the lines of like, I don't care mm -hmm. because I, you know, in some ways I don't, but it's also like, this is my partner and this is his friend. These are his friends and they need, they should be my friends too. And we, we, we want to have a similar social network. We want to have a similar social life. So this like, um, the like list of deepest urges that he gives us like health, food, sleep, money, sexual gratification, well-being of kids, and the feeling of importance where the six things that he, uh, Dale Carnegie lists. And I've found that it's when I'm thinking about, okay, you know, what do people need? How do I create this relationship a little better? How do I make these people like me or whatever? That's been helpful. Hmm. Especially food. <laughs> food, food, food works really well. Food brings people together. Sure does. Yeah. I, yeah, like, hmm. I guess maybe it's just like the cynic in me that's like, okay, like I, I like having this knowledge, but I also know that like, this is not how other people really approach friendships. I've never had anyone treat me in these ways. I've never had any, like, maybe, maybe you were like, have yeah, asked but we're best friends about, huh? Yeah, but we're best friends. Right, right. So, but it's, so it's like, I don't know anyone else who like tries to get to like, who's like tries to get to know my interests. What the fuck, Courtney? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, so I'm like, does that, is that just like not a thing that people really talk about anymore? Like, or... I don't know. Yeah, it was it I was like 
it seems like a lot of, <laughs> it, take, it takes a lot of conscious effort. And I just don't think that that's something that other people are, are reciprocating really. But people do reciprocate it. I'm someone that is like eternally interested in other people's shit. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's just because I like drama, but like, so I want to know what makes someone tick. And that's like part of me and not, not a part of the book. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I will sit in rapid fire, as you know, rapid fire questions at people um, to get to know what they like so that I can like ask again about it later. Yeah. Um, and it might be that I learned, cause I've read bits of, of this book. I mentioned that it's been in my grandma, it was in my grandma's house growing up. So like, that's always been the smile one and the know what other people are interested in one or ones that I like remembered reading when it went back through. And I was like, maybe this Hmm. is why I ask those questions and always want to like, you know, kind of push someone's button. Um, Because I find, I found throughout like the past several years that being someone that asks a lot of questions about someone else, a lot of people get to know more about me too. They start to ask questions about me because I know a lot of shit about a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And like at some point people start being like, you know a lot of shit about me and I don't really know very much about you at all. So they start, you know, reciprocating that relationship. And now most of my, most of my best friendships, like we have, we do have that. So I think mm-hmm. It's weird to start having relationships where you have that like interests in other people's interest. Mm-hmm. But once you get used to it, I think then these principles make a lot of sense and they be- do become part of creating relationships. Does that make sense? I think, I guess so. Um, yeah. And I guess it's just in my experience, like really there's not, it's been the only other people besides you that have ever shown effort to do some of these things have been people that have been trying to date me. Never been a well, friend. Who, who says that I'm not trying to date you? <laughs> You're still on the list. <laughs> um, but it's so, yeah, but I guess that's kind of the same thing, I guess you, but it's just more overt when someone is trying to kind of get to know you. To, I mean, the only difference between having a friendship and having a, a romantic partnership to me is sex. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's not even a difference. That's sometimes I, well, not now, but in the past have built friendships and then been like you want to fuck cool (laughs) like right I mean I guess yeah that line isn't so clear for everyone that's true yeah and it's you know yeah pretty similar feelings I suppose um but um yeah I I don't know it was it just felt sort of like wow this is like like I I'm 
I'm interested in using some of these principles, definitely. Um, but I'm like, is this just like, I, I don't want it to come off as like that, like fake, nice weirdness, like what we were mentioning, like how, mm -hmm. how because everyone is like perfect and nice on social media, it's a little bit like it yeah, it's it's kind of hard to distinguish uh, when people yeah. are being real. Um, and I think like that that's it's such a hard line to walk. And he talks about it too, right? He talks about Dale Carnegie openly says not to be fake. He's mm -hmm. like, this is it's very easy to give fake praise, but there's a difference between genuinely being curious and giving genuine attention and just like saying like blowing smoke up somebody's ass you know mm -hmm. and I think the level the standard for that is a lot higher now and it's not so much the standard of like being genuinely interested but it's like it takes at least three messages for people to realize that you're not trying to get something from them mm -hmm. you know so but it's even weirder when you do have communications where you are trying to kind of get something from someone like in our line of work we strike up conversations with people entrepreneurs mm -hmm. all the time and though though it's like if we don't get anything from them it's also totally fine and I would continue the conversation in a perfect world it'd be cool if we could hop on a call and like talk out you know how can we work together mm -hmm. that is ultimately what I want from this relationship is to work together right but and just having a relationship also seems fine um you know I think in I think this this is like something that we've gone around and around so much because we don't want to be shitty and we don't want to be that like fake. I'm only going to talk to you because you could potentially pay me. Right. Um, so that's a difficult line to walk because I am legitimately interested in talking with sustainable entrepreneurs. That's who we fucking work with for a reason. Right. Um, but I'm also genuinely interested in helping sustainable entrepreneurs do better. Mm hmm. So, yeah, it's like, yes, these people could be my clients um, and I can help them. But if they're not interested, I still want to I still want to be a part of their network. Yeah. I still want to be somebody that they could see as a resource or somebody that, you know, just ha just like, hey, I know this person in the Netherlands and I'm traveling there and maybe we can meet up for coffee or something like that. Like. In, in my mind, because the, our best clients are people we already know and people that we have real, those real relationships with. So, yeah. Also, we don't have that much space for clients. Like, we can't take so many, you know? So, like, so rapid firing, like, 50 in disingenuous yeah. messages doesn't work that well not our style <laughs> nor yeah. would it be effective for us 
And we also just know that like our bandwidth, because we want to have genuine conversations, it's really freaking hard to have 50 genuine conversations with people and getting to know 50 different people. You're like, wait, sorry. Like, like I, I just, the concept of that is literally exhausting. Yes. I have like maybe two or three in a week. Yeah. And that's like, Um, that's, that's high still. So like, that seems like a, like a lot of like, you know, just yeah. chatting with people because it takes time. It, it takes time. It takes a lot of like research. Um, it takes a lot because I'm not going to ever approach somebody without knowing like who they are and what they do. Yeah. So now I've looked into who they are and what they do really commonly because we, because we work with people that are in the sustainable business and they're just getting started really commonly I can't find them anywhere, but say LinkedIn. So I can't find a link to their website. And I'm like, I think this is you. And I just ask them. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, And then we can have a really interesting conversation about what they have going on, what their goals are, you know, why don't you have a website? Mm. Um, Whether or not that leads to a, a, a conversation, I don't know, but it does lead to me getting to do what I love, which is help people in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, yeah, get like recommending, like, you know, probably wouldn't hurt if you did have a site or something. Right. It's a little yeah. hard to find you. And so that's good information for you to have. As right. Owner. If you're hard to find, it's going to, you know, be hard to have customers. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So that kind of stuff, and like, that's, that's just, us doing like genuinely our yeah. work. And I think that that level of care, because we do care, it doesn't, it's not fucking shitty yeah. because we do, we do care. Right. And, yeah. I think that we are lucky in that we are, we don't have to fake it to be nice, caring, thoughtful people. That is just the people that we are. And yeah. like, and I guess that that is a different, that's a differentiator for us is because hey turns out that that's not everyone (laughs) turns out especially not most especially not marketers yeah it's very weird that's the weirdest thing it's it's so mind-blowing to me that there are mean bad like there are mean people in the world yeah I met an actual mean person. I think I talked about her on this podcast before when we moved in here, oh, yes. when we moved here. I met an actual real life mean person in life, like like wrinkles on the face that showed how much she frowned and screamed mean person. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. It was a shocking and actually, I told her that it was shocking, which is probably not the way I should have approached that. But like, it's like, wow, it is shocking how much of an asshole you are. I was like, <laughs> you know, it's really not common to meet an actually mean person. It isn't. It isn't. I'm just like, I was shocked by it. And that's what I said. I. It's very strange. And I think, so, so it's like, yeah when he's saying you know the moral of the story of this book is like be nice Um, be nice and interested yeah and 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 care Um, yeah 
I'm like, well, okay, I think I already kind of do those things, but I guess I just don't like talk to enough people to be like uh, mm-hmm. kind of starting those those first like having those first initial conversations so much. Yeah. So I don't even like think about it, but mm-hmm. um, I liked how we talked about Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot about president. This guy, yeah, like it's his this guy was super into presidents because he, that's like the that's like the world he w- was in was like big business and presidential humans. And prior to this presidency, you'd had to be a pretty upstanding human being to be a president of the United yeah. States of America. Barring current affairs. Except for now, which is fun. Yeah. It's fun doing that. It's fine. Yeah. We'll talk about it next time. Um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah. And how, but not exactly because he, there's a part in the book who came after Roosevelt. I'm so bad. Is it Nixon? Maybe. No. Anyway. The 80s. Was it Nixon in the 80s? Oh my God. Um, anyway, we need to know that. Do I don't we? know. That, that information has never been helpful in my life, but not something immediately important. So, but, um, yes. Yeah, so, Teddy Roosevelt remembered every person on his staff and called them by name and gave them, he was just a really good human and a really good guy. And something that really stood out to me about him in this book was that he visited the president after him at the White House and he still went around and said hello to every person on staff. Truman. Truman. Yeah. Good job. Um, Didn't remember and, that you Googled it. Don't, don't, yeah. We'll take no credit. Yeah. Thank you, Google. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he yeah. still went around and the people said that that was the best day they had had in years um, because apparently Truman was just an asshole. Right. And they all that they were freaking craving was a little bit of recognition. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Got it. Then they were like, "This was the best day we've had." They, you know. I know that feeling. Yeah, and I mean, and that's a big part of this book is like recognizing that people want to feel important, mm-hmm. that they want to be recognized for the strengths that they have, and while that seems really basic, it's something that we don't do. And he even says this seems basic, but it's something that people don't do. Or, in, or especially as people like get more and more like powerful, I think that it's easier to forget those things that like you're only in power because people put you there and don't lose sight of like what, of, of making actual connections with people. Um, yeah because that's what matters. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's how you remain a good leader for so long. And um, yeah, yeah. so I I liked, I liked that, that he, you know, that, that those were really the kind of um, the things that were 
major differences about like a, a really good leader versus a not so great leader. Yeah. And there are things you don't really think about, like, yeah, remembering names, remembering like the food people like, or little details. And Theodore Roosevelt like would send a gift to somebody if they were just, if you just noticed that they were excited about something or um, little like, what was another one? I wrote them down. Hmm. Like being always being really sincere and always considering the benefit that the other person will receive and not talking about <laughs> there's this whole thing. Oh, he, where he says like this person wrote an email or a letter that said something like, we would really appreciate it if you changed your docking time because blah, mm. blah, blah, because of whatever reason. And he was like, I don't give a damn about your reasons or the things that you would like. <laughs> like, I care about me. And it was like a whole section about people care about themselves. And, and it's so true. It's so, it's so helpful as marketers, like that's part of our job again. So that's something that like, obviously we're always in mind and we always have in mind, but in our regular relationships or in the way that we speak, we don't necessarily think the same way. We don't think about like, what does this other person want or what would benefit them or what do they care about? Mm -hmm. So that was something I found interesting as a difference between me as a person and me as a marketer. Mm -hmm just kind of strategically thinking about motives, <laughs> I guess, or versus just like, existing. yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. It's, but yeah, ultimately people just want to talk about themselves and their lives and their struggles. And so allow them to essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't argue. That's the hard yeah. one. That's a really hard one for me. Don't argue. I like to argue. <laughs> I like to debate, yeah, which I don't think is arguing, in my opinion, but other people definitely do think that is arguing. Yeah, that's um, real. Yeah. But I like that idea is that you can't win an argument. You, even if you win, you still lose. You haven't done anything to change their opinion. <laughs> Right. You've won an argument. Woohoo. Did you like for him? He's like, did you win the sale? Well, you now ever win the sale. Like maybe you won an argument. You proved your customer wrong, but it's probably not going to be your customer. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever do that. If you're working in customer support or dealing with customers. Don't, right. Don't try to prove to someone that what they, that they were wrong in something. <laughs> It's never going to work for you, <laughs> literally ever. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's a really, I did not like the, I, the book. I think that it just felt so, like, it's just funny how old school it was, I guess. I think that it was really interesting reminder of how 
much has changed over the past 50 years or 60, Jesus Christ, we're in the 2020s now. Um, so I guess it's been 70 years really since the fifties. Um, mm-hmm. And also how much hasn't changed. I mean, people are people, but it was like listening to the, you know, it was just so, um, heteronormative yeah (laughs) white straight men only those as examples um which was like bizarre a little bit it was just sort of like kind of always bracing for something to be subtly sexist or racist yeah Um, he did a pretty I mean for the, for the time, time. actually did a really good job. It was surprisingly yeah. like not super sexist or racist. Only like minorly. Yeah. Like nothing really, no, nothing offensive, but just kind of like funny, funny old things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like you wouldn't really say that anymore, bud, but you know. Yeah. But it, it was a really interesting Thing to just think about how different this the world was in in the 50s um yeah i mean there weren't any black people in power no or women there were no women in power no it was there it were, was men having conversations with each other only right. that <laughs> right um but people are people yeah i mean right these these principles I don't think that they would really change with that in mind, but I, I do think that it's um, it's very traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think also that it wouldn't have done as well if it wasn't very traditional. Um, because it is the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. People still think of this, of self-help books and self-help the whole industry as pussy shit you know imagine what they felt like back then you know like imagine like one of the an old white guy telling another old white guy maybe you should just like ask your wife how she feels about like or realize that your wife enjoys gardening and doing that that work and maybe you should recognize her for that thank and her for her yeah smile yeah and say thank her. you like yeah smile at, that was one of the your lessons wife. smile at your wife like yeah. imagine in the 50s though the show was revolutionary man, yeah it was like oh fuck this pushy shit works mm-hmm. you know right. like so that's hard. That's a that's hard to, because now it seems basic, but then it seemed like holy fuck, whoa, which this is weird. Is, which is weird to think of, like how I don't know the privilege of it all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it's cool that making 
actual connections with people it's just sort of like yeah be nice to people and they'll might they'll maybe like you more um and then that was really revolutionary information in the 50s yeah remember their name ask them questions about what they like mm-hmm. smile at them don't criticize them maybe yeah. <laughs> you know yeah be sympathetic it, yeah be sympathetic yeah whoa yeah this this blew some people's minds i'm sure i think it still blows people's minds dude i think there are people that are still like you're telling me that i should just smile when i'm on a phone call or like you just like you don't smile at people walking down the road you know or like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, just make someone feel important today. Yeah. Like, that's still, even if it's something you hear every, heard every day, are you doing it? Like, are right. you, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I think that it is still revolutionary information if you're a person that doesn't care about other people. Um, which there are many, there are many, and that's, yes, that you have the choice to be that type of person if you'd like to. Um, but all of this, yeah, I mean, it's, if you don't care about other people, then none of this is going to work. Right. Um, and, and I guess if, yeah, if you're trying to learn how to care about other people, now then maybe yeah then maybe this book would still be would be revolutionary (laughs) Um, yeah I also think that it doesn't need to be revolutionary to be impactful I don't think that we're going to necessarily come up with a self-help book that is revolutionary we haven't like we have aha moments in everyone and also we're like yeah and Mm -hmm. you know with the last one that we weren't super into, which by the way, I do want to say that the, some of the stuff that I learned from the last book I have been using and it's nice. Expand. Mm. What was that one called? In Captivate. Captivate. Yeah. Captivate. Wasn't super into the book, but I'm on her email list. And I also watched a video of her explaining some of the stuff. And I think that she comes across much better on screen Mm. than she did in the book. And there's some things that I've been really testing out, which is like one of them is like showing your hands more, especially on Zoom calls. Mm. And I think that's like some of those little things, like make sure people see your hands and, and look for, you know, try to always be a little bit more pleasant and like the angle of things like this is a little down, but sometimes if I'm on a call with a client, I'll make sure that it's a little, that I'm looking down a little bit to like feel a little bit more um, in charge Mm -hmm. or like that kind of stuff is the subtle psychology stuff that she talked about in that book Mm -hmm. um, is actually really nice. But the way that it was laid out in that book wasn't, um, But I will say that this book 
I could tell that this book heavily influenced that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other influence book that we, uh, basically all of them, right? Yes. Yes. Every, every self-help style book I've read seems almost, yeah, almost entirely, or if not that, then heavily influenced by this, this book. Yeah. Um, I mean, it works. The format works. And the, the anecdotal stories help to prove the points mm-hmm. that he's making. And, and I think, um, I think that by you using um, stories about people that we know that are like relevant to history, I think was more helpful than in Captivate where it was just like, this guy did this thing. Like, well, yeah. I don't- people are I, like who why what I don't know anything about them um yeah but because this had more historical like relevance it was just I don't know it was easier to um conceptualize I guess or easier to to picture I don't know yeah or like in dare to lead I think she used a lot of anecdotal stories about herself which yeah, was, it was herself also and her team yeah her team yeah in crushing it I would say that this book and Crushing It have roughly the same level of anecdotal stuff happening and that this book, that Crushing It took, um, there was like sections where he would say a point and then there would be some music and then it would just be like a longer anecdotal story um, to prove that point that he had just made. And Crushing It, was also written that way. So even even though that was a a business book about a lot of it was about engaging and creating relationships on your social media channels, that was I would say that crushing it is very close to the new version of how to win friends and influence people. Mm-hmm. It's certainly, yeah, I mean it is more relevant in the age of social media. Yeah. 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 But yeah, we haven't come across a book that wasn't clearly influenced by this one, which is really why we chose to read it Mm -hmm. because, because it's the OG, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's just crazy that that stuff didn't exist before this book. It's just so funny. (laughs) Well, it did, but it was like in the heads of women. (laughs) people that couldn't write books yeah yeah Um, or did under a pseudonym of a man what if dale carnegie was a woman what if oh that's way more interesting Hmm. i don't know what if he just listened to his wife what if men listened to their wives or to women or their you know their moms or sisters like currently ever <laughs> <laughs> what a novel idea yeah um, what if the patriarchy was fake if only um yeah i don't know yeah it um it was still it was still really an interesting read I think regardless of its very 
masculine overtones. Um, Would you recommend it to other people? Uh, I, th um, hmm. I'd maybe recommend it to like, um, I was gonna say like someone young, like a middle schooler, but I don't think that they would ever be engaged in terms of like the stories, the like kind of like historical stories. Like middle schoolers now don't want to hear about Abe Lincoln being a good dude, um, or Abe Lincoln's asshole phase. What? There's a whole section in this book that he used to be a critical asshole. Oh, but then he like got nicer. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I don't remember that one. It's but... really early in the book. Okay. Yeah. He, I um there was a duel. He wrote because he wrote a scathing newspaper. Oh. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, it was something about the Confederacy. Basically, he was writing newspaper articles that were really bitchy and critical and he was doing it anonymously, but somebody found out who it was and they fucking like nailed him to the wall and they were going to have a duel. And then he was like, Oh, sorry, bro. I I'll stop being an asshole. Wow. Okay. Huh? I don't remember that story being about Lincoln, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right on. I guess that's the that is the downside of uh, audiobooks sometimes is that if you don't hear it, it's like you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you miss the name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then it doesn't. Yeah. Because the story was about him, but it was about the person he was talking about. You know what I mean? It was there's there was two people in the story, and that story was actually about the other guy. I think it was like General Lee or something or some 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 one he, in Washington he, or some in They all had asshole phases. He told these like change phases or faces. Phases. Phases. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We all have the the asshole bitchy face, man. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's true. No. Um Sometimes Tom just goes, what's your face? What's your face saying? I'm just sitting there and he just goes, what's your face? I like that. And <laughs> so I'm like, sometimes I have a real face on and I, I know that. But other yeah. times I'm like, it's just, it's just my face. Just resting. Yeah. <laughs> just resting bitch face. Um. But anywho, I don't know. To your question, yeah, would I recommend the book? I wouldn't not, I, but I also just don't think that it's like, like I don't know who it would be super helpful for and at what point in their lives would this information be useful? Maybe somebody who's like... Um, I would say 19. Yeah, just starting to get into and, years. Yeah. And lost... Mm. it's a good place to start to like have a basic foundation of like how do I even network or yeah. somebody that um maybe somebody who's like entitled 
like so maybe like some of these like young you know tiktokers or something that like you know once they get a little bit older they're not going to be as cute and they're not the internet's just going to kind of probably you know move on and they're not going to know what to do with their lives what are yeah. they going to do they're gonna, they're already entitled yeah um, or like um i'm thinking 30 something year old that still hasn't really found a career that doesn't really know um doesn't isn't in a relationship and not because they don't want to be in a relationship but because they can't identify like what the other person you know they don't they don't know what other people want yeah um they're not they're still in that place where they think a relationship will complete them and they don't like have they don't have it down to realize that like they have to be a good full person mm-hmm. yet uh, someone they're like unrealistic expectations of others <laughs> yes yeah that or like or unrealistic unrealistic expectations of themselves and it's so bad that they don't know or of life and they just like don't recognize you know those there's people in the world and i i kind of can fall into this category where it's just like life is just a thing that happens and you just live it and go on and when you have crazy expectations of your of your life or yeah you're entitled and you think like i should have all these friends but it's like you take a look at yourself why would anybody want to be friends with you when you like aren't interesting you don't care about other people and you you're a fucking sad sack half the time you know, mm-hmm. people don't want to be friends with that right so that's a real thing, a real type of person. Yeah. I would recommend them this book. That, that, yes. In that, that instance, yes, this book would be very useful to kind of reevaluate how you are presenting yourself to other people. And, um, and if that's what you want to put out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody that doesn't, I would say how to win friends and influence people is a really good title, but I would say that it's more about how to understand how to make real relationships. Mm-hmm. You're not winning a friend. Do you win friendships? I don't know. I think that's just a super old school term for making friends. <laughs> Um, yeah winning friends I don't know um but it's like yeah I mean how to present yourself so people actually can build a relationship with you Mm -hmm. and would want to that's right right and there's like a period of time when you're really like busy when you're young I would say like for me, but I'm also somebody that just has like continually moved around that like I just was so busy that like I didn't care about having a network or having friends. And then I had to and then I realized that that's really important because humans are social. And so I had to like create I had to figure out how to make friends. But before that, there's a there's a small period. I think when you're I think it's when you're in school where like you just have friends because they're the people that are around you. Yeah. 
But then after that, you're like, How, what do I do now? How do I make yeah. <laughs> a new friend? I'm lonely. Luckily, you'll have like, if you're lucky, you'll have cool coworker like Courtney. But <laughs> yeah, ma- I mean, making friends has never really been something that's like come super easily to me. I've always also felt like the friends I did have didn't like me. We we've I've talked about this certainly, um, and or that like I was only there because they felt obligated and stuff. You know, that's a cool thing. Um, so. Uh, so yeah um it's been it is interesting to kind of think about this and yeah maybe it is good for people who have just like moved to a new place and need to reevaluate how they were making friends before if it came really easily versus um you know moving to a place a new place how the heck do you make friends in a new place it's hard it's really hard Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, I mean, right now it's so weird in the world. I don't even know how to like make, fr- because you can't see anybody. You can, how, like, how do you make a friend during a pandemic? You're like, have a mask on. You can't get close to them. You can't have them over. You what you, you can't go to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very weird. I mean, yeah, you and I both moved to, to new places and our only connections to those places where the people we're in relationship with and now our friend group is the people that they were friends with mm-hmm. I have um, one friend but I've been here for two years that wasn't Tom's friend yeah yeah but I've been here for two years so yeah I should have, I've, no I, I have two friends congrats that's okay yeah yeah that's huge yeah that's a big deal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I met yeah. them climbing Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's pre-corona world. So mm-hmm. have I, I haven't met anybody new except for the, the coworker, the people that own the co-working space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. But I, I do think, yeah, that, that just kind of like knowing this short list of, of practices, I guess that, that work to make people feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a nice thing to have in your back pocket, I guess, when interacting with new people. And um, yeah, because you can be out. like, what do I, what does Dale Carnegie say I should do right now? <laughs> Smile. Yeah. Remember their name. Remember what they like. Bring it up next time. Be a good mm-hmm. listener. Ask a question. Ask questions, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of the crux of it. So yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense why this is like the classic classic. I think I would definitely recommend this book to everyone because yeah, I think so because it's easy. It's really easy. And I think if, I think if more people actually followed these very easy principles, we'd have a better world you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people are not that different from one another, really. Like, yeah. You don't have to like everybody, but like not being a dick 
and just following the golden rule of of do unto others as you want others to undo to you or however that sentence goes close enough yeah close know it. <laughs> do yeah um do unto you yeah do unto you what does that mean you undo something no do unto you it's not a word that anyone uses anymore unto do to you it, let's just say that okay anyway do to others as you want others to do to you right. there you go we just follow that rule like mo- most of the issues that we have on this planet wouldn't really be here you'd think yeah being nice is not profitable which is only <laughs> only like yeah that's true but only because we made it that way. Yeah, if people started listening seriously to Dale Carnegie in 1950 and started being nice to each other, being mm-hmm. nice would be profitable. Yeah, I think I think that that is um, hopefully something that, you know, can change within our lifetime that, uh, yeah. that, that industries can become more... Um, Maybe Caring. this would be a book that I would recommend parents read to their kids when they get like eight or nine. This book? Yeah. 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 I could see fit. Because yeah. I could see the them kid. being interested in Abe Lincoln and like the pres the cool presidents or whatever. Cause they're like still into the things their parents care about. Mm-hmm. And that's like a pivotal time. I could, I could, I think, I think that would be, it's not a bad book. It's not, it's not going to ever like, if you ever, if you read it, you're not going to not take it, something away from it. You're not going to like that. You're not going to be worse off by reading or listening to this book. So might as well just try. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why this wasn't, like, within, like, high school reading curriculum. I'm actually, like, like, why not? Why wasn't Yeah, that would be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is a good, like, we've (laughs) come back to this way where it's a good, like, jumping off point Mm -hmm. for basic human kindness. Mm -hmm. That should be a class. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so should, like, taxes. (laughs) like uh like uh, stuff you actually need (laughs) yeah time management would be good like Uh, all the things yeah yeah. we wish we learned but um definitely glad i learned how to bake a pie i didn't learn that in school wow they reinstated home economics for like two years while i was in school interesting Mm mm-hmm not something I had to take it was an elective you could take it um I don't remember mm-hmm. what I took instead hmm. yeah I took it for one year and the other year I took woodshop nice woodshop was cool. nice mm-hmm. yeah um well that's public education for you yeah oh okay well goodness I think that that is our review of yeah. Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yeah. It's great for children. Yep. 
good for children and those who need to figure out how to their lives with people yeah, yeah. <laughs> figure your life out read this mm-hmm. book yeah back. yeah right on all righty well thanks for listening or watching everybody and uh we'll talk to you next time yeah Oh, our next month's book is Everybody Lies, which is a book about data. Ooh. I'm super excited about it. Interesting. Yes. It's like, so it's about social media, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big data thing. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Dive down a little deep there. Cool. All right. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. See you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.